0: The views expressed on the Jerry Cahill CF podcast are that of Jerry Cahill and guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Foundation. Nothing on the Jerry Cahill CF podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who is experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Foundation, Jerry Cahill and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to the Jerry Cahill CF podcast presented by the Boomer Foundation and jerrycahill.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boomer Esiason Foundation's Living, Breathing, Succeeding Educational Podcast Series. This episode, COVID-19, A Terrible Virus, and the Wonderful Humans Who Cared For Me, was made possible through an unrestricted educational grant from Genentech to the Boomer Esiason Foundation. During these unsettling times with the COVID-19 pandemic, we have the opportunity to chat with Kay, a person with CF, that had COVID and recovered. At 59 years of age, Kay is enjoying living on the central coast of California. Her hobbies include drawing, painting, walking, and stand up paddleboarding. Kay just purchased a new Happy to be Alive car in celebration of having survived this last year. It's an honor to be speaking with Kay today as she shares her journey with COVID-19 and how she made it through. Hi Kay, can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, I live in Morro Bay, California. I've been here about six years. I moved here from the Chicago suburbs. Smartest thing I ever did. Um, and I'm currently, I've started on disability and I am calling myself an artiste. <laughs> I love to do art. Um, back in the day, I went to college for illustration. So it's kind of bringing that back around because uh, I didn't do it for years um, and I, I live in a, a most beautiful area of the central coast of California, so I get out and walk. I used to do more, you know, adventurous hiking, but I'm happy to walk along the bay and on the beach right now. And I, I get out and stand up paddleboard on occasion with a little help too.
0: Let's get right into, uh, you know, this whole COVID thing. How did it start? What were your initial symptoms?
1: Really, my only symptom that started to concern me kind of graphic, I was coughing up something that was not normal for me. Um, It was clear and transparent, but solid. Um, And that, like after three days of having that happen, I was in contact with my physician, and uh, I think perhaps because he was on the alert with COVID, he said, we want you to come on in. I thought I was having a CF exacerbation. I went in thinking I was gonna do a tune-up, maybe spend a few days getting started and come home. But um, one thing led to another and on day two, we decided to go ahead and test me for for COVID. And uh, it took four and a half days to come back. And by then, I was experiencing a lot of other things and my fever was getting high and gosh, I don't know, I think it was nearly five days into it. I mean, I was having to be on oxygen and things like that, which I don't normally need. It was like an effort to take an in breath and an effort to take an out breath, like a scratchy uh, uh, like that. And um, a nurse was listening to my lungs. And I'm used to going in the hospital and they, oh, it doesn't sound too bad. But she, I asked her how it sounded and she said, quite poor. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And she said, you know, that sound Velcro makes when you tear it apart. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so that is when I really started realizing it was super serious and my fevers were hundred and four they were ice packing my body um, and I was in intensive care for five days it was serious
0: so at this point you how long were you in the hospital for like six seven days
1: no a total of 22 days I started visualizing <clears throat> my daughter who's engaged having grandchildren uh, you know having children and being a grandma and I you know, started envisioning coming back home to this beautiful place and, um, you know, just being alive and having a few more good years. So, you know, I got through it and it it was tough and there was a point where I really didn't, you know, I was texting people, I love you. I wasn't thinking I was gonna survive in intensive care there for a few days. You know, when I had the positive test, my doctor came to my window and we did window calls every day. He did not come in the room except for when I was in intensive care because it, it just wasn't necessary. You know, he could stand out there. We could have our conversation. He told me he was going to fight to get me breathing treatments because there is was a concern that when you do a treatment and you exhale the nebulizer, that the virus also becomes even more airborne. And so there was a danger to staff more so during a breathing treatment. They administered the breathing treatments and I'm very grateful because I just wanted to sleep. I don't know that I could have done them myself at that point, you know? Truly, I've, I've always felt gratitude for the hospital staff but this was kind of over and above. I mean, it wasn't kind of over and above, it was over and above. I mean, we all know how contagious this COVID is, and they knew that pretty early on, and yet their job is to care for people, and they did it irregardless of their own risk, and they did it with such kindness and caring. My pulmonary function, my spirometry, is back up. Um, my lung volume. But what hasn't gotten back to normal is just my oxygenation, my oxygen sat are okay when I'm up walking around the room, but at night they dip really low when I sleep. So I'm wearing oxygen at night. Didn't need that before COVID, you know? And then just walking. Uh, I can walk on flat land, go up a hill, I'm I'm my, my sats drop. Walk and talk with a friend. I get really winded if I try to talk while I'm walking. You know, so that is different. I think that I'm hopeful that, you know, for someone with CF, it might, it might actually take a full year to recover. So I'm hoping some of that will still improve. And I do want to tell CFers, you know, yes, you need to take all those precautions, but perhaps don't live too much in fear either because I survived and I'm, I'm 59 years old and my lung function is not great. I was listed for a transplant previously and Trikafta has taken me back up the hill a little bit so I'm not actively listed now. But if I survived, you know, so can they. And so you don't need to live in like a state of fear that prevents you from living, you know. So that would be my advice. Be care be careful but don't be so afraid.
0: We hope you enjoyed the CF podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on the Boomer Assis and Foundation's YouTube channel, so we can keep you up to date on our latest educational programs for the cystic fibrosis community.